Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Okay, well, we are What's... back with some trials and triumphs. <laughs> what is new, ladies? <laughs> yes, what is new? Who wants to go first? By the way, I feel like I just have to throw this in here every single time. We we again got some more comments. Don't where are your trials and triumphs? I miss hearing from what's going on in your houses. Oh my gosh, we have so many trials and triumphs. So I, I assure you, everyone, we haven't forgotten. Yes. We just, you know, I feel like when we do them every week, they start to get. Yeah, we want. We don't have as as big of trials. They become very yeah minuscule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, I'll go first. Triumphs. I have been killing it on my plant game. I don't know if being home, the plants are happier, you know, maybe. I don't know. But my plants are thriving, which is fantastic. And I feel like... Your house plants? Yes, house plants. plants. My outdoor plants are wild. Excuse me. Yes, my indoor plants. So that's been positive. We also went to David and I went to Ferguson's here in Atlanta and picked out plumbing fixtures um, because we need all the valves for the walls now already which I learned so much guys (laughs) so so much it was so fun to like be in there and hear all the pros and cons that the lady that was working with us was giving us about all the stuff and you know I even was like okay so unlacquered brass fixtures are like really on trend you know I was like I'm seeing them everywhere the designers are using them and then she was like yes we have that but the companies don't do warranties and or very limited warranties because even they know it's going to yeah as soon as you touch it with lemon it starts to slowly it's beautiful it's beautiful but they can't obviously give you a warranty for that stuff so then you're like oh no but the practical me says no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I learned things like that. And then we talked about there was even an, a polished nickel shower fixture that was gorgeous. But then she was like, oh, but by the way, like twice a year, you have to wax it where it tarnishes like silver. And I was like, I will not be waxing my shower um, yeah. on top of <laughs> the rest of my, my like, life. It, just having it clean is well, that's a win. That's, all, that's hard in and of itself. I certainly don't have... Absolutely. The time to add, like, right? Know. So that's what, yeah. So I learned things like that. And it was just, it was such a great experience. And I was just going to say thank you, Ferguson's, for, I mean, I just felt like they knew everything that, ma- you know, I was very like, these are the finishes I like. We want these bathrooms to all match because we get to, again, I get to have the fixture in the bat in the shower match the one on the vanity. And I can do a towel rod that matches as well because I'm starting from scratch. And so that's really been wonderful. But, oh, or for instance, they said Delta right now, the brand has, mm-hmm. is not making any of their accessories because they're focusing all their production on faucets right now. So you couldn't get a towel ring or a toilet paper holder right now just mm-hmm. because of the way they're working. And so she's like, so if you go with this fixture, you can't get this matching. And um, so it's something to think about. And, and again, I'm sure they'll start production soon, but like, yeah, you're like, but do I want to take that risk or do I want to find someone who's still doing the whole set? I don't know. Anyway, we're we're now in the process of discussing. So that would be all my trial. So you haven't picked anything yet? No, we just got it back. And because, again, it's a whole game of finish and then price price and style. And I'm not doing the same finish in every bathroom, which again would make my life easier or my secondary bathrooms all doing the same. But I'm of course like making, I'm like, can I make my life more complicated? Tell me how, okay, I'll do a different one in each bathroom. Now with that but said, I mean, why not? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I mean, I, totally. I guess to your point, it's simplifying decisions, which makes sense, but, but why, I mean, but why? Yeah. If I get to do this and I'm and probably <laughs> more likely just once, mm-hmm. you know, it is. It's, but I don't want to make it so like, blah. so I did two finishes. 
And that's just my personal preference. I was like, Chrome and uh, we're going to do the gold. But then like some vendor, again, each vendor like us, you know, has different golds, like gold tones are just so varied. And so they were showing the faucet of one gold by one company and the the gold of another. And I was like, oh, wait, I like their gold. (laughs) You know, like some go more green, some go more yellow. And I learned more about toilets because, again, I come from a family of all girls. I haven't really overly thought about toilets and... Mm -hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I have, I do know that, that individuals with boys and like potty training, maybe the cleaning is kind of an issue. Yes. So that's what she said. She said it's, Splatter. yeah, there's, there's oh. a one piece toilet, which is obviously cast of one piece. So it's a little more expensive, generally speaking. Again, I'm sure someone will tell me I'm wrong, but this is what I was told. And then the other ones is where the tank is a separate piece. And, but you now have that little crevice of where they attach and her, the words from this sweet lady were, if you have boys, we recommend the one piece because it's just easier to clean. She said, but in general, if you're not cleaning your own toilets, you can get whichever one you want. <laughs> and I was like, well, the maid's name is Taryn. So we, <laughs> we are going to try to simplify her life. And then I learned more about bathtubs, like resin versus an acrylic versus a cast iron. And we all have different views of the materials. and. Mm-hmm. They feel different. They feel different. Like when you step in them. Yeah. yeah. And then like how different do they hold warmth? And then like they make them so big now that they don't really hold warmth. If your tub's this massive hole, it's like a swimming pool. It's not going to hold heat, even if it's a cast iron versus a resin. You can scratch them. And then the last point that I, again, and I'm sure people know this, but like, okay, bathtub showers, that they're a slick material. Like a combo. Yeah. Yes. Yes just straight up traditional, but they have that texture. It is code now. You have to put that sandblasted texture on the bottom so someone doesn't slip. Mm -hmm. So you either have it sprayed in or you buy, what she was showing us is that some of the acrylic tubs, they're actually putting a much prettier little like texture that's easier to clean because that's what she was saying the sandblasting over time you just can't get it clean and we all know what it looks like it really doesn't keep its color so point being i don't know which one i'm going with but i was like i need the one i can clean clean i need everything like that was my you know and then there's just certain abrasives you can't use on some of those tubs they'll scratch right away and so i very much was like what's the most durable what's the most durable Even like yeah. it sinks in your kitchen. Everyone has a different opinion, but I, I didn't even blink. I was like stainless steel. I need to like barkeepers. I need to scrub that thing. And like, that's my personal. I think some of those white ones are beautiful, but I'm like, I can't. I've had a white one and I'm like, no, I just, I liked my stainless steel. Maybe <laughs> just like what three, maybe like fixtures or pieces do you feel like you're really going to sort of like prioritize and w- Mm. Are there are there three like areas or I'm just picking three as a random number, but like mm. parts of the house where you're like, OK, I really want a wow fixture or like a bathtub yes. or something. Mm-hmm. So I went with what are people going to see? Like right. mm-hmm. nobody is going to see my son's bathrooms per se. So I want to like them because I'll be in there cleaning them, but I don't and I need them to high function. But it isn't a wow factor for you. You're mm-hmm. never going to see it when you come to visit, except maybe right. a first tour. And Elliot isn't going to care. Yeah, exactly. No. So powder room downstairs, because again, that's where you would use the restroom if you came over. And then both masters were trying to do nicer, but we are only doing a tub in one of them because we realized that was just a lot of tub for people that take tubs maybe twice a year. So being realistic to who we are, we're just going to do one tub in the upstairs master and not do one in the downstairs master because it's a smaller space. So instead under the window where we were going to put a tub, I could put like a low sofa or even like storage or a cute vanity, you know, like a standalone. I don't know. TBD, but I gave myself a little bit of space to play with. Which one are you going to be in? I think at first we'll be in the upstairs one with small kids upstairs, but we hope they'll hit an age where we will go downstairs because the downstairs bedroom and closet are both bigger because we were thinking we'd be there more long term in the ceilings lofted and everything in the downstairs master where upstairs is a very much a, it's just a bigger room really that we're calling a second master. Okay. So sorry, fixture, fixture, and then kitchen. That was the other one. Cause I just like, 
that's your one faucet and area that like is used most in the whole house. Even if you have secondary sinks for washing hands in the mudroom and stuff, your kitchen faucet is just like handled. So, and you'll see it. Are you going to go like more modern, more traditional, like bridge faucet? I'm not going to do a bridge faucet because it just functionality doesn't make sense for my kitchen sink. I'm hoping to do one in um, one of the utility mud rooms that you kind of see. So it's like a pretty little moment, but also I can like scrub some dirt out of pants because that's what I'm doing in my life right now. So I will not be doing it as much as I love it, but it I need the lever I can hit with my hand. I need the pull down. I got to go with function, but stylistically, everything I really picked out had turnings. I just feel like I'm going with this kind of more traditional vibe and I'm like, digging in. And I don't know if it's because I've worked at Ballard too long and I'm like in on the traditional. But there's a few fixtures in the boys' bathroom, I would say, lean more modern. They're definitely like that transitional, as we all are calling it, the in-between, the gray area, transitional. But yeah, and I'm sure I'll hate the gold fixtures in like five years. And I'll be like, why? The same way we felt about our house that was built in like the 80s, 90s. But I'm doing it, doing it. Not everywhere, but half half of the bathroom. Oh, I love it because I feel like it's just, it's like gold jewelry. Are you ever tired of your gold jewelry? Do you know that is what I used in my head when I was like trying to decide from the, because everybody's going to, you're going to have haters no matter which way you go, right? Mm -hmm. Either way, whatever way you go, there's going to be like, oh no. But I was like, you know what I did? I asked for a gold engagement ring when we even talked about it 10 plus years ago with David and I've loved my gold ring. And so I'm hoping I know that's only been 10 years, but I'm hoping I still like gold. And I don't know. I think it's in my color. Why would you ever dislike gold? It's gold. But you know, people got tired of the shiny brass years ago. We did. And now it's bad. Well, we needed a break. I Okay. Here's my philosophy on it. Uh-huh. I feel like whenever you do something uniform, that is when it becomes a problem. Too much of a good thing. I picture that brassy and it was like, it was on your chandelier. It was your Mm -hmm. faucet. It was your handlebar, your Mm -hmm. doorknob. It was literally like every surface. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you vary all of the finishes, it makes it not look to where it was like, okay, this house was built and furnished in Mm -hmm. 1990. It feels like a little bit more. So then are you mixing metals? In any of the rooms? Or are I you think, just yes, keeping I think I, one metal per room? No, I do think I will end up mixing. Probably not in the... Pl- I'm trying not to actually in the like the plumbing fixtures. So again, your sink will have the same as your shower. Like I don't want to mix those if possible. Because again, I have the opportunity. And a lot of people, it's a different situation when you're renovating or whatever. But when it comes to like lighting, that one will be different. Does that make sense? Like I don't... Oh, yeah. Because I'm, again, the sweet lady at Ferguson's was very kind. It was like, oh, this company's gold is really hard to match lighting fixtures. Like she even said that to one of them. And I was like, oh, is it? And she's like, yeah, it's really hard to find like matching. So you will have to go with like a different tone if you go with this gold. And that helped to like direct me good or bad. But it was a good note. I was like, oh, yeah. You're right, because it's gold. If I'm going to try to match gold sconces, or do I totally go to your point, do something with a mixed, mixed material, mixed metal? Okay, I just feel like people spend way too much time worrying about that. Like I had a friend, (laughs) she has like an open floor plan. She got like the gold faucet and the gold hardware on the the cabinets Mm -hmm. and then was looking for a gold fixture like chandelier and she ordered one and was like, it's not it doesn't match. And I'm like, but. You're, but they're right, your not faucet's right next over to each there. Yeah. Your chandelier's over here. Like, why does it matter? You're like, never going to no see them next to each other. Notice, but you. Yeah, right. yeah. And like, and I actually, I think it's, and to my earlier point, I feel like it looks better when they don't match precisely because when they match precisely, it looks like you went in to the showroom and literally bought like one whole suite and put it on every surface. You know what I'm saying? Whereas when yeah. you- it's that collected- Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like your point about the your shower and your handle and your faucet makes sense. But when it gets down to like doorknobs and yeah, and drawer pulls and all of that. Yeah. After a little while, too, once you're living with it, you kind of forget the whole hassle mm-hmm. of what it was to yeah. pick all of those things out and you just live with it. And That's it, true. And it feels good. Mm-hmm. Look so. at Liz. You're so sweet. Yeah. And but I mean, too, both of what you kind of you both were speaking to say that I really like this 
handles for this faucet. I don't have to say no to the whole thing because I don't like their towel bar. And they're like, because I could right. get that separately. So I'm totally. not, I wasn't, that's just in the back of my mind as like a secondary step. Because I'm right now I need plumbing fixtures because I need the valves for the walls. Right. But people, what I didn't also know is you have to go brand specific on that stuff. Once you put in valves for a mowin, you're stuck mm-hmm. in mowin, and that's yeah. the part that I could I write. I thought valves were valves. No, I. You yeah. knew that, yeah. I didn't know that, so you're like who? Well, I only knew that for the bathtub. It could be. But, it could probably be shower. Not your kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's showers only. So to your point, yes, but I'm like, well, who's gonna? Like who's going to have the most variety 20 yeah. years from now and <laughs> who's who's still in business? I don't want to pick like a random brand. That, <laughs> you know what I true, mean? True, true. It's Again, you don't have a crystal ball and I'm, you can't even think that way. But I'm like, when I'm tired of this gold fixture in like 20 years, yeah. who do I go with? So anyway, I, I stole the, this whole trials and triumphs. Okay, so one of you has to go. No, We're done with that. No. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm going to go next because mine is bathroom. I'm learning so much from you, Taryn. This is awesome. I'm like sitting here and totally forgetting I'm a host and not a listener anymore. Okay. So we are not doing our bathroom because the bathroom and our kitchen are something that we're going to redo down in the future. Because when we bought this house a year ago, it needed things like, oh, all of our electrical needed to be replaced because there was knob and tube wires that were exposed and still active. Hey, that's a little more important. That was like, it doesn't want to catch fire. Yeah. Between that and we also fixed the foundation because there was a root that was going up and busting our foundation in the basement. So we wanted to stabilize the house. So Mm -hmm. kitchen and bathroom (laughs) are on hold. Respectively. Yeah. Yeah, we'll build the budget back up. We'll get we'll get there. What I love, though, I think this is such a good view for all of you listening, because I'm like at the beginning, like this, there's nothing. And you're like, I got this amazing, old, wonderful home that's like super, super fixer. But but it's like Atlanta old where like Caroline's, Mm -hmm. I feel, is like not as old. So we have like a good range of like the decades of homing. And and, like totally, totally. You know what I mean? So we're such a good twenties. I'm 50s. You're my 2020s. (gasps) Oh, I'm 20s too. Oh, okay, Okay. So 30s, 50s, and then back to the 20s again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Continue. Okay. So at some point. The bathroom was renovated, and I'm guessing it's the 90s because the flooring is like super 90s builder grade flooring that is like tile with like this mixed stone, rough hewn, like topology. Like it's so, it's so super crazy (laughs) and dirty. It just looks dirty. Oh dear. You are not selling this. No, no, I'm not selling it at all. Like, and they mixed they mixed this stone with and they kept the classic like 30s pink tub so like super gross color combos we've done <laughs> we've done everything we can with this bathroom around the pink tub it had clay tile no yeah real oh, real bad color mix real bad color mix no so when we before A fleshy we moved, <laughs> oh it's nasty it was nasty i mean you guys this when we looked at the house the shower curtain was this vinyl Tiffany's inspired, like Tiffany's lamp inspired pattern no. on it. And the, here's the best part is I pulled that back only to reveal the same shower curtain because there was a window in the <gasps> shower tub area. And they just put two on either side. They, they... Yeah. So like if you got into the shower, you were surrounded by like a faux stained glass vinyl shower, like a whole a whole bunch of crazy messy things going on in this room. This is so good. We've fixed so much of it with paint. So before we moved mm-hmm. in, before we moved in, we had the whole room painted white um, and our painter actually painted the clay tiles around the tub white mm-hmm. too made a huge, we say that so often huge difference. paint makes such a big difference yeah and then when they revamped it too in the 90s they put beadboard and then a shelf up mm-hmm. probably i don't know about uh waist high a little bit higher so there's mm-hmm. a little shelf around there so i painted that a jewel tone blue which was 
too intense. So then I went over it with like a, a dark black green and the color mix worked out. So it's now like this awesome navy. So that worked. But most recently, my, my paint fix is I sent my family oh, yeah. away to Michigan and I painted the awful floor. Oh, so that's a, yeah. that's a triumph is what There's, we're this is to. such This is such a triumph. This is like, it's, it's so shaped. This room is so shaping up with paint. It's amazing. But I need to see it. I needed everybody out of the house because the floors were so are rocky. They're rocks, right? And they're they're bumpy. I couldn't lay down like a vinyl, like quick fix over it. Mm-hmm. Right. I couldn't do. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would have had to bust out all of the and you know what I'm just not there when I bust out all of that tile we are gonna bust out that whole bathroom yeah she's she's a whole new beauty. yeah you're gonna yeah. gut it one yeah. day. this is it's this a is gut. my yeah yeah total gut but so this is my this is my interim so I I threw porch and floor paint on there like three coats of that and then put, and then put a polyurethane over it to seal it and I have a clean bathroom floor. Does your, did your family know that you were going to do this? Oh, yeah. Or did you? Oh, okay. So I, they knew I, the did, plan. I did prep them up. And yeah. Okay. And seriously, as soon as they were gone, I got the paint cans out. I mopped the floor. <laughs> I vacuumed. Got it all prepped. Shut. Locked the door behind them. That's awesome. Yeah. Totally. Nice. Totally. But that is so exciting. And I really want to see pictures. Okay. okay. I'll send. I'll send. Pictures. Yeah. Send some pictures. Yeah. Okay. And so, is that your trial too, or do you have a separate tri- actual trial, or is the floor the trial? I feel like that oh could be gosh. a both situation. I think, I okay. think it's a. I think it's a both and everything. There's still a couple things more that I want to do in the bathroom. I want to change out the light fixture, and then there's one small area that I'm going to wallpaper. Yes, do it. I so, love wallpaper in a bathroom so much. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it just a, a small it's just a small wall because the beadboard comes up and creates a shelf. I love that. It's even I'm I like, love that. It's so oh cute. Oh my god. What I my my absolute dream would just be to get remnants of a Gracie wallpaper and just because people if you don't know Gracie wallpaper just like it's heaven. It's so dreamy. <laughs> it's so so dreamy. It's really pretty. But you know what? Yours sort of dovetails into mine. That's perfect. We sort of had a little flow here. <laughs> We have a, a paper that I'm actually using in my nursery that is kind of a crazy lookalike. Really? Yeah. It's called Chinoiserie Floral. Very inventive name. <laughs> it looks great. It was on, it, we used it in the bedroom a couple books ago. I'm using the one, I'm using the colorway that we had previously used, but I think there are a couple other, I'll send you the link. But okay. I feel like it's a good, it's a good it doppelganger is the word I was thinking of for Gracie. And it's really cheap. Okay, I'm checking it out. I'm I mean, like, not real, but like... I'm Googling now. Okay, so last time we talked, remember my drywall guy was ghosting me and I was all yes, annoyed yes, about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, he never called us back. You stalked him down. So <laughs> but we found another guy and he's been great. He did the whole thing. And we are like 98% done. <gasps> so, I mean, with the with the construction, not the actual decorating part but like the building of the wall that's awesome so <gasps> i'm like see. so excited about it you haven't done any process photos either you two I know, are I in will. trouble trouble I, I was gonna i want to wait till it's like fully finished so i can do it all at once sometimes i think that's nicer to be able to see it mm-hmm. like the before like, and the after i like the the ugly 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 and then a nice and ugly okay well <laughs> sorry Fine, that's just me I'm, that's I'm, me I'm gonna do it all at once i'm kidding you know, this room has really is it has so many like challenges. So it, it's at the end of a long haul and it's a big rectangular room. But at one end of the room was the door to the laundry room and a powder room. So basically what we decided to do was to extend the hallway by building a wall with a door off of it so that the nursery will be smaller. But there's no laundry room. The laundry room and the powder room are off the hallway, not the room itself. Right. The other really big challenge is that it only because this is like on a totally other side of the like wing of the house and it it clearly was converted at some point. We're not exactly sure what the deal was, but it only had one air vent through from the oh. HVAC system. So it's fine actually in the winter, I mean in the summer, but in the winter it is really really 
really, really cold. So obviously don't want our infant daughter to like freeze to death. So essentially <laughs> what good, we- Good yeah, starter. Like good baseline. Yeah. When your only goal is really just to keep them alive. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> um, what you gotta do. So we like had the HVAC people out here and we're like, can we add an event? Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I won't bore you with all that. We have to add, we add, ended up adding a mini splitter, which is like one of those little Mitsubishi kind of, it's almost like a like upgraded window unit that's not mm-hmm. the window. It's like mounted on the wall kind of. Yeah. It doesn't look great, but it's really the only way that we could kind of do this. And so that was the other challenge. And then the the next challenge is that there's a brick wall in this room. It's sort of like that orangey brick. It's really not my favorite color brick ever, but Will felt very strongly about not painting it. It also has an exterior door. So it's it's a really weird room. But I think I've come up with a solution for all of it. And 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 one of my solutions was, okay, this brick wall is like really bold. It's it's the it's one of the biggest walls and it's not a very big room. And right now, everything was just painted white. And I felt like all you saw was this brick wall. But it sort of struck me that maybe we should wallpaper. And that way, all of the other three walls would sort of have the same kind of like energy level. Mm-hmm. As your the eye brick would wall. be just as busy. Or your right. Eye yeah. would, right. So you're not yeah, zoning basically. straight into that brick wall. Yeah, it would kind of balance it. So I, of course, like ordered all sorts of wallpaper samples. Of course, all the ones that I wanted were like, going to be thousands upon thousands of dollars just for the paper alone so that and I was like all right well anyways ended up coming back to this Ballard paper that I'm telling you about and I think it looks so good with it. it has it has sort of some blues in it and it has like a little bit of that kind of orangey terracotta color that the brick is so I think it's all kind of and like all of the furniture that I was planning to use is sort of leftovers from other parts of the house, but it sort of blends it all together. So I'm really excited about the paper. I got it all in and it, it's really, really pretty. Oh, it is pretty. I looked it up. So I am really excited about it. And it's a lot more affordable than some of the other options. So I liked that as well. Oh, oh wait, you went with which colorway? Uh, the gray just, and red? It's just sort of a blue. We have a cream and gold and we have a blue and white. Maybe it's the blue and white. It's called Chinoiserie Floral. Yeah. Totally looking it up. Oh, oh Chinoiserie so Floral. Pretty. I'm on Chinoiserie Garden. Yeah, it's called Chinoiserie Floral. It has like lots of different colors in it and it's the multicolor. Oh, that is so pretty. That's going to be so amazing in the in the nursery. So. And it picks oh, up like a little, it picks up a little totally bit of different. like a colors it might be in the brick. It has lots of different colored. It's, it has sort of like this, you know, blue. kind of like a cornflower blue. It's got this sort of robin's egg green, which one of the pieces I'm using is my dresser from when I was a kid. And I've always like loved this dresser. It's sort of a robin's egg blue sort of wash dresser. And so I'm going to use that. And Beautiful. so it sort of ties that in. And the wallpaper guy is coming in two weeks. So I'm excited for him to hang the paper. But yeah, so that's sort of where we are with the nursery. Things are going. That's so exciting. Well, so far. Yeah. Okay. And I'm I'm switching and I'm, I'm totally looking at our wallpaper now. Now I'm I know. Now, now you distracted me. Now I'm totally <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Okay. Oh. Well, I don't know if any of these colors are kind of would go with what you're <gasps> thinking. They might be too sweet, but, but no. I, I just oh. thought it it's really pretty in person. Like. See, yeah, no, really now I'm totally down a rabbit hole, and there's there's one called Sheik's Chinoiserie pa- wallpaper that <laughs> is so much like Gracie wallpaper. Oh, God. Yes, kinda, it is. It's yeah. kind of good. It's really good. All right, let's get to our guest. Let's do it now. Okay, so our guest today is Candace Kay. She has such an interesting path into design. After initially attending school for interior design, she fell in love with textiles and went back to school for textile surface design at FIT in New York. From there, she developed a unique niche within the design industry, designing custom patterns for the hospitality industry, cafes and restaurants in New York, LA, Toronto, Dallas, Los Angeles, even Australia. We are so thrilled to have you here, Candace. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Welcome. 
I really enjoyed getting to look through your portfolio because you you do have this very unique niche in the design industry. So I wonder if you could tell everybody a little bit about it and just sort of how you first got into this special little place where you're designing custom patterns and bespoke textiles and wallpapers for your clients. Yeah, it's a very interesting story, but I feel like it's a very organic one. Like it, it just sort of, I sort of fell into it and I went from interior design and I love to make mood boards. Like I didn't care where your wall went, but I <laughs> cared about what fabric you were choosing. I remember doing projects and being so concerned about what the wall treatment was going to look like, which is so interesting now because then I didn't know what textile was. Like no one, we weren't taught that in school. I didn't have anyone around me that was in design. And I kind of found out what I wanted to do later. Like I wasn't in my early 20s. I was sort of mid-20s and all this was happening. So I was bouncing around different jobs. Anyways, I traveled to Paris and I walked into this manufacturing warehouse. And this is after interior design. So I dropped out of that program. And it was as if like I knew that this is what I was supposed to be doing. I it was It was weird. Like I always knew I wanted my own company. At the time I was blogging, I was obsessed with like New York Fashion Week, street style photography, fashion. (laughs) And anyways, yeah, I was like, wow, this is it. I'm going to create my own company and I'm going to do embroidered fabric and, and sell it by the yard. And so I moved to New York, went to FIT with like no plan B. And while I was in school, because I was a little bit older and I knew what I wanted to do, I was asking very particular questions. And I knew I wanted to do interior. So if it was like, okay, if we're doing patterns for fashion, I didn't really care. Although now I think back, I should have cared. But (laughs) but I was, if it was interior space, I would be interested. So it'd be like, okay, so what's the cost per yardage for this? And how do I get that printed? And how do you do this? And there was a cafe in New York called Mama Cafe. Elisa, the founder of Mama, is actually a friend of mine. She knew what I wanted to do with the industry. At the time, it was just, I want to transform textile and I want to do something different. I want to go outside the box and I want to innovate. And like, when you're like mid-20s, that's how you talk. I mean, that's how I spoke (laughs) to everyone, anyone that will listen to me. (laughs) And she opened this cafe and she was like, I want to do four custom prints tailored to the space. And we're going to put them on the cups and the walls and the fabric. And I remember her boyfriend at the time was like, if this doesn't work, like we're spending all this money on these cups to have the prints on the four individual cups where he's like, you're going to be sleeping in them. Like, I don't know how, because it was so expensive. It's not like when it comes to hospitality, obviously everything adds up, right? So you cut corners in different ways, any ways you can. And the coffee cup, it wasn't something that you would spend at the time, like a dollar per cup on. Like, so that's crazy, right? right? Yeah. And it just blew up. Like, it was just anyone that came to New York City was walking around with these mama cups. At the time, social media was so, I mean, it is influential, but it was just like the rise of Instagram when like everybody was on it. And it was a rise of Fashion Week and New York was the hottest place. And it was just kind of like, Anyways, that's how it started. And (laughs) from there, I was like, wait a second, there's something here. This doesn't exist anywhere. Why? Why is no one doing one of a kind bespoke patterns for this for a commercial space? Mm -hmm. Wallpaper existed, Mm -hmm. obviously. And there was incredible artists everywhere, but there was no one really doing anything that was tailored to that space. It wouldn't leave beyond that space. And because of social media, you didn't have to had the logo of the restaurant. All you had to do was take a picture of the print of the cup and you knew that it was Mama. And so from there, it was like, okay, this is super niche. (laughs) Let's see if this works. And then that attracted that certain client that wanted to be seen, wanted to be loud, wanted wanting to be present and visual on social media. And what better way than to advertise your space than through organic, photographs by people and it was just constant um so yeah that's how it started 
Yeah. And I feel like I just need to explain to listeners, like basically you're creating these custom prints, but then it's going to be like a huge wall mural within the restaurant or the cafe or the hotel or whatever. And that pattern that you've created almost becomes their branding tool. And like you said, like it's on all of the cups and the, and like one of them, there was like a pattern on the inside of a lampshade and intricately incorporated into the design of the space or the branding materials. And I, and that sort of intrigued me because I'm curious how you designed the, the pattern, whether you know the application, like whether you done it, design it for the application of where it's going or if you just sort of are designing it for like the brand vision and then it gets applied in all these other places. Mm. I think the brand vision sort of has come now after doing it for so long. I think at the beginning, no one really knew what was going on. Like my clients knew that it was special. I knew that this concept was special. So we were just sort of going with the flow and seeing how the print would interact with their customer. So it starts with, like, for example, Planta was another. So I left New York, moved back to Toronto to sort of start my business. And Planta is Toronto based, but they're also now expanding and have multiple locations everywhere. And that's a perfect example of a client that wanted something that was their own. They can expand with. They can put into different locations and you know that it's a plan to print. And he, Stephen Salm, was just like, I want something that's kind of Beverly Hills, but different. And that's how it would go. And then I would create leaves and then we would pick a wall and put up the wallpaper. And then it just interacted really well with people because you've never seen it before. And you knew that it was tailored to them. And then that print started to go on the ice cream cups or their whatever was their packaging. And then as Planta grew into different locations, it's now different prints. So we just finished one in New York and we're doing, we did a speakeasy and it's called like the Dragon's Den. Yeah, the Dragon's Den. That's a whole different print, but using elements from all the different locations. So you know that it's Planta, but it's a little bit different. So it keeps it exciting. Mm -hmm. And then now with marketing, it's just a different approach. It's just, here's our company marketing material. Here's our logo. Can you make it all work? And it's a different thought process for sure. Cause I feel like at the beginning it was much more creative. It was just kind of like, do whatever you think, Candace. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> um, the power. So I know the power. And I guess it still is sort of like that, but there's a lot more guidelines when it is, when it, when the initial intention is marketing. Mm -hmm. So it's just been a really fun, fun process. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Did you even, exactly. Did you even know how to design a wallpaper and, Mm. and the scale of it? Like you also seem to have these big scales. So how do you even, how did you even start that process? Yeah. Um, so that's another funny story. Again, very organic. Alisa and I, the founder of Mama, would sit in her cafe and we would talk about what I would do next. At the time, I was still at FIT. So I was still school. And she was like, why don't you do a new collection? Like, why don't you just start your own company? And I was like, yeah, but fabric was like minimum was like, you know, 300 yards. I didn't have money for that. I'm like a student living in New York. And she suggested wallpaper because it was really cheap to print samples on paper than it was fabric. Mm. And the supplier that she connected me to is now still my supplier that I use in a lot of my projects. And they taught me everything. As a project sort of happened, I was learning as I was going. So when it came to painting, I was, I could naturally paint. I mean, I wasn't taught, I wasn't trained I remember my first day at FIT, everyone in my class were are beautiful artists. And I remember the first day, take them, the, the, the professor was like, take out your paints. And I was like, oh my God, I have to paint? Like, I don't think I knew what I was getting myself into. And I was like, oh, I have to paint. Like, I have to mix colors. And so I, I taught myself through the students. So I would go to a desk and be like, so how did you make that color? And how did you make that color? And I practiced a lot. Again, when you're a little bit older and you're attending school and you know what you want to do, it's a different thought process. So there was no turning back, right? So it was 
painting on the weekends, making collections, building my company, um, quote unquote, on the side when, you know, I worked full time. So I didn't really know what I was doing. And because I didn't really know what I was doing, anything was possible. So I painted all of my work is not that big, right? You paint something maybe as big as the rim of a coffee mug. And that gets put into the computer and that that scale gets blown up. So what what mediums are you painting in? Like it sort of looks like watercolor, but then also some of them look like very kind of, I don't know, photorealistic or something. But there's gouache paint. And then I use, uh, it's a dye. So, and they're, it's, it's very, very high pigment. So it gives it this really bright color. So it is watercolor, but it's a dye watercolor. Oh, pH Martin, that's what it's called. And then what I started doing was I started to play with Photoshop tools. So to make something a little smoother, I'll put it into Photoshop and I'll smooth out some petals just to make it look like it, uh, it just, it's just a different look um, to the hand painting. Yeah. And then when you kind of put it all together, it just kind of gives you this very cool depth and dynamic when you add different painting styles together. So not, it's not just all one. And again, that's something that I just did and it was cool and it worked. And so that's kind of what I do now. There were a couple of projects where you designed, and I guess this sort of goes back to that first project, like almost like a suite of patterns, like several different patterns that sort of go together. And I was curious about mixing patterns, how you feel about mixing patterns and design and how we can maybe take some of those, well, not rules, but, you know, principles and apply Mm -hmm. it to mixing patterns in our own homes. I think one of the things to when you are mixing anything, I like to stay within the same color tones. So if you're, if you're working within the warm, like the warm tones, keep it in the warm tones. So if it's like warm tones are the reds, the yellows, those shades. And then if you want to mix cool tones, keep within the cool tones. And I feel like that doesn't matter what, what pattern you, you place when the tones and the colors are the same, it will, it will match very well. I mean, that's not true too, because you can do red and then blue looks beautiful together. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, you just know. <laughs> and what about mixing styles of patterns too? Because a lot of your patterns are like big, bold florals. Would you mix different florals together? Would you mix geometrics in with them to kind of mix it up? What's kind of your sense on on mixing different types of patterns? Yeah, I think that I think that's an easier way for me to answer than the than the color tones. I feel like when you are mixing heavy pattern, I would I would focus on scale. So if you have big bold wallpaper, maybe do like a softer scale on the carpet or really really intricate tiny wallpaper and a big bold pattern on the carpet or the rug. And when it comes to fabric, listen, I love floral on floral. That's like my jam, but I highly recommend mixing in geometric highly recommend you know a very kelly worcester organic hand will look beautiful with the floral and it's just playing with those different textures and also too when you're looking at a pattern look at what type of fabric it's being printed on so if it's a beautiful natural fabric that's immediately going to give the the room some more depth so it's not just pattern on pattern on a stark white i'm trying to think what else i've done recently where it's been heavy pattern on pattern there was one project in Mon- the um, yeah. place in Montauk. Montauk. Yeah. That's a perfect example. The mural I hand-painted, and that was big and bold and very black and white, but then the fabric was very small, high color, and it just looked beautiful together, but it's the same print. It's just different scale and painted a little bit differently. And then there was also a, like a kind of a bold, almost like a plaid window pane sort of yeah. mixed in there. And I felt like that was such a great, I guess maybe describe for people what this project was. Like you, oh, it was heaven. a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was beautiful. I, so I can't take obviously full credit for that. I work very closely with the interior designers. And then Kristen Vincent, who's the genius behind Cell Rose, she was also very involved in the project. So, and then when we opened, when she wanted to do Cell Rose in Montauk, it was just a bigger space. The vibe is different. It's two seconds from the beach. And the space was so beautiful that she brought in a, a Decrino Monaco 
that's the interior designer that was behind the space. And they are geniuses and mixing patterns. Like the way that they just throw things together, it was it's so effortless. And yeah, they wanted different rooms. So every room was going to be a different feel. So when you walk in, there's this cocktail room. The plaid is, is bespoke custom. And there's this beautiful pink line that goes through the, the whole plaid. And then there's this tent like drapery that goes around the space. And that's the cocktail room. And then you go through the space and then that's the big mural room with the floral banquettes. And then the bar is just very beachy. The, the walls, they're hand-painted. It's that distressed look, you know, when you kind of do your brushstroke all the, all the other ways and whatever. Uh, but we did it in a color. So the color was beautiful, ocean blue. I mean, everything was just, it's just, you walk in there and you're sort of transported. And that's what Kristen wanted. She wanted you to feel like, you know, you're somewhere cool and different and there's music and there's drinks. And it's, I mean, it makes me want to, go there when I talk about it. I'm wondering with those spaces, when do they usually bring you in on the projects? Because I know you have quite a few different spaces you've done. At what point do they usually bring you in? It, it depends on the client. If I've used them before, I'm sort of in the initial emails. Like, hey, Candace, we're opening a new Planta in Fort Lauderdale. This is kind of a look we're going for. Do what you think it looks best. And then if it's a new client that hasn't used me before, I kind of come in the middle because it's wallpaper. Well, actually, depending on the application that we're doing, but actually, no, that's not true. It's interesting that you, that you asked us because at the beginning of my career, it was at the end because it's wallpaper. So it's sort of like, and the last thing that goes in, the interior design firm will sort of pick, they source and they pick what they wish. I'm normally specced, which means like you're on like the sheet that interior designers will like pick what they're going to use. And I think now later in my career, I am in the beginning decisions because if it is bespoke, they sort of will pick things based off of what the print will look like. So it's been really interesting to kind of see the process from start to finish. And I feel like all the interior design firms that I work with and clients are so different that it's been cool to pick up tricks and like see how a restaurant or hotel or cafe comes to life. It's, it's really incredible. And has that changed how your designs have like turned out or how you're designing really as you continue to learn? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just at the beginning, it was just, I had no idea what I was doing or what to expect or what it looked like or how it was going to apply. And now I know if the wall is, nine feet high, the perfect scale for that nine foot high wall. If the wall is 20 foot high, I know the scale has to be the certain size in order to look good. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to understand space so much better. And it's made my job a lot easier. What are some things that we can think about for our own homes when it comes to scale? Because you are such a master of scale of like doing these really great, huge paint brushes or flowers. And then mm-hmm. In my home, if I have a wall or a series of walls, like what's going to work for that? Or what are some things that I should consider? So I think it's like powder rooms. I would say play with scale if you want to. Equally, you can play with small, tight scales if you want to. When your space, in any other space, obviously you don't want to feel dizzy or like, or not calm or not relaxed when you walk into your home, right? It's your place. It's where you go and you want to take off your shoes and sit on your couch and like really enjoy where you live. And design will affect that. If you have too bright of colors or it's not quite right, it's going to it's gonna throw something off in your like, psyche. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. I feel like when you're dealing with a large wall, just say it's in a kitchen and the, the wall is 22 feet long by nine feet high, I would make sure that the scale, whatever the motifs are, range between 13 inches to 15 inches. That's an incredible scale for that scale of wall. I just recently did a a house in Montauk and it's a bedroom and that wall was about 24 feet long by 10 inches high, but we went oversized safari hand-drawn animals, which was inspired by Hermes and Cartier, but it looked beautiful because it was hand-drawn outlines. So the scale, that larger scale worked because it wasn't so much hand-painted, so much color. It was just 
a beautiful dark blue ground and the hand sketches and the hand drawing pencil sort of allowed the scale to work. Get samples. Like if you do anything with, with, with pattern at all, like make sure you get the sample, layer them, see how it works. And don't be afraid to play with scale because it might actually, the bigger it might look better than the smaller scale mm-hmm. in, in a room. Yeah, I feel like that is one great takeaway for people just to look at your portfolio because I feel like it's much it feels much safer to do a small scale in your own home, mm-hmm. but the the large scales that you use are so impactful and you want to choose wisely where you're putting it, but also just don't be so afraid because sometimes like you said the a big scale can really be magical. Yeah, no, there's a I mean, I'm learning there's a science behind it for sure that can make it just look just perfect. So obviously you do the wallpaper, but but it sounds like you also do a lot of murals as well. Yeah. Or do you, okay. So you're, you will go one side and hand paint it oh, there too. Yes, I will. It's a lot of work. And I just feel like anything that I do is put into the computer. When it's blown up, it looks like it's hand painted for sure. And it's just very expensive to hand paint it. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, like if you want that 100%, I'll do it. It's definitely costly, but you know, you'll get the same effect with paper. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Do yeah. you do more murals these days or actual like repeated wall paper prints? You know what I've been doing? I've been doing a lot of large repeats. So like it will still repeat, but it'll repeat after three, four panels. So it's essentially a mural, like when you install it there's a, just a bigger repeat. So like if it's a big room, you don't really feel like there's a repeat in it. I've been doing a lot of that. I just love the the idea of having a big wallpaper like that in, in, in restaurants and in those types of spaces because I feel like a lot of times art looks really weird in there because like either it's like really cheesy and like, or they don't want it, you know, they want something really inexpensive and it just it just seems sort of like a strange place sometimes for art, I think. And so yeah. wallpaper sort of fills that space in a way where it's like, it's art, but it's not a framed piece hanging on the wall. It sort of like fills up all that big empty space, especially because I feel like often restaurants now have that very loft look with like tall ceilings and stuff. Yeah, It's like, how would you even fill all that space, white space? I love that. You said that. That's perfect. It, yeah, because it is art. But, um, well, no, but I know what you're saying. It's not fine art in the sense of like yeah. it being framed mm-hmm. and, yeah, like that. Like painted. It's just, yeah. And I think I have to, I have to clearly get over this because the initial intention of my, of what I was starting to build my company, it was like, I want wallpaper to replace art in that way. If you can't find a piece that you love, I don't want Mm -hmm. it to be just like, oh, it's just wallpaper. It's like, no, like it's wallpaper. You know, it's, it's special. It's different. I want conversations based around, I think, a piece of textile that I think has been overlooked too often in the past. Mm -hmm. So it's like bringing that intention back to something. Fabric as well. Fabric rugs, all this stuff. I don't want it to be an afterthought. Which it like, why when you have a, a couch, like why shouldn't you be excited to get a roll of yardage of fabric to cover it and reupholster it? That hasn't really been done, I think, yet in the textile industry on that level. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I feel like it's that's a it's kind of a great way to think about even your home because there's certainly rooms in your house where it doesn't really make sense to have a lot of art, whether that's mm-hmm. a laundry room or a staircase that's super tall. And so but you still are left with that question of like, well, I have this giant empty wall, like, and wallpaper is a great way to really kind of add some dimension and personality, but without framing yeah. things at 24 feet high. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, so many powder rooms and so many laundry rooms and definitely staircases, 100%. What about digital printing? Is that what you're using? Yeah. Okay. And like maybe explain to people what, I know we kind of talk about it internally because we've been doing more digital printing as well, but mm-hmm. Can you explain kind of what that is to people and why it's different than maybe tr- more traditional forms of printing? No, no. Digital printing, I just felt was just like so accurately was all on the computer was coming out onto paper. Mm. I mean, I use, it's all eco-friendly and I think I love that. I love that I had 
control over what I was putting into this world. And then also, I love that I have control over the dyes. I'm not sure what it's like in other form of printing, but I just noticed like at the beginning of my career, when I would go with one supplier, the colors would come out different. And it was like, mm. not cute, some of them. And like, you know, and then there was... <laughs> <laughs> and then there were some that were just like so beautiful like I don't know when it comes to certain colors you're just like that's beautiful I that couldn't be achieved anywhere else mm. and then again with the type of scale and square footage that needs to be printed for commercial it just kind of worked for me but I'm definitely open down the road to explore different avenues for sure because you know all these tips and tricks, what is the best wallpaper material we should be buying? We'll just say for home. For home? Oh, there's so, I think of residential, there's so many because you don't have to worry about it being commercial grade and fire graded and like, Fair. you know, you okay. don't have to worry about all the specifications. So, I mean, I have a regular pre-paced wallpaper. It prints beautifully. The color's amazing. But then I also have a reflective like matte mylar that's gold and silver and beautiful and it, it just really depends on what look you want so and then there's also like a linen paper I've been I've been using a lot and it's beautiful and it looks like actual linen but it's a vinyl so Ooh. yeah and you yeah, printed really on pretty. mirror recently too didn't you yeah yeah that's that's a reflection that's crazy yeah it's so it's so crazy and that was again a, a fluke and I was like no, no, we're doing a whole collection based on this. This is the coolest thing ever. And my suppliers were like, but no one's done this. And I was like, exactly. It's perfect. This is what we're going to do. They <laughs> <laughs> think we're like emails from Candace K Design. They're like, oh my God, now what is she going to ask me? What does she want? <laughs> what does she want? <laughs> I love that though. It's like you said, it's fun to push the limits. And like you said, not having rules, you're making rules. So yeah, you're making it up for sure. Okay, and so my other technical question is, what computer programs are you using to help build your your designs? Photoshop? Mostly Photoshop? Yeah, Illustrator when I need to, but mostly Photoshop. I feel like Photoshop gives me uh, much more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think it might be time, ladies, for us to answer a decorating dilemma. Are y'all up for yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is from Elizabeth and she writes, hi, ladies and honored guest. You're the honored one. Love the podcast. Having grown up in Atlanta area, I could listen to you all talk all day. It is so educational and entertaining as I slowly decorate our first home in 1891 Victorian in Lexington, Kentucky. I have so many questions, but today I will focus on the dining room. The room gets little natural light and has fabulous dark green and pink paisley wallpaper from previous owners, which we love and are keeping. I know we need a rug and I would love suggestions on that. I'm thinking something traditional, but don't have much beyond that. I am also waiting to find the right thing for one large wall. My main question is about the color of the ceiling and the woodwork. After listening to many of your guests talk about using color and ceilings, I'm inspired to try something here, but I'm not quite sure what direction to go. And what about the woodwork? Bigger picture, the house has great woodwork, and I don't know if it should stay a uniform color throughout the house for continuity or change by room to better match in each specific room. Currently, it is the same color throughout, which looks okay in most rooms, but not always fabulous. Almost none of the rooms are painted or wallpapered the same. As you can see in the pictures, the dining room opens to the living room through the French doors, and there are two other rooms that connect to the dining room, so it is definitely not does not feel like a room in isolation. I'd also appreciate any thoughts on window treatments. Currently, she just has sheer panels and lighting and any thoughts on anything else you can see here. Thank you so much for the podcast. Any thoughts you have about my space? I'm excited to get this room a bit more finished and would love your expert opinions. All right. So she has a beautiful old home with beautiful molding and the wallpaper in her dining room is fabulous. There is a fireplace also in this room. If I, I think I said mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And then all the trim is white and what else, guys? Her table looks like a brown square table yeah, mm -hmm. or almost square. Mm -hmm. 
and then she has six kind of blackish wood chairs around it. All right, so that's it mostly, other than the green and pink paisley. Okay, so love, love, love the wallpaper. It's really pretty. Yeah, really pretty. I actually wouldn't paint this crown molding. I think like you should keep it. I think you should keep it white. I think it like brightens up the space. The one thing that you could do is just change your dining room table. But I don't know if that's what something that you wanted to do. But you could just <laughs> We do that sometimes, Candace. We'll yeah. give them advice they didn't ask for sometimes. Yeah, so if you didn't ask <laughs> you didn't ask for that. <laughs> but I feel like yeah, I feel like if you were to build out the dining room table bigger and just like put a light wood and like just some light chairs with some light fabric to kind of match the crown molding and then maybe just the rug tone on tone you can do like a beautiful cream tone on tone rug to lighten up the floor so that it matches the ceiling and then with the furniture and the light wood and the light fireplace will all go together and then in the contrast with the wallpaper being dark and beautiful and just this really beautiful paisley technique I think that would bring the room together very nicely because you have the windows there so she has natural light Mm -hmm. yeah so it's pretty her challenge is just going to be making it not look like one note, I guess, mm-hmm. because her table and chairs are fairly traditional. The light looks very traditional and the paper is very traditional. So I feel like she needs to take like at least one of those elements and go very mm. opposite direction. That's what mm-hmm. I would do. Yeah. You like know, a modern chandelier. Yes, yeah. Modern chandelier or like a great big tulip table. I was going to say a marble know, top table. A marble tulip light. table. Oh, yeah. It'd be so good. Oh, and I love then, that. And maybe she doesn't kind of do all of these in one foul swoop. Like maybe she kind of builds, she gets a light fixture now, and then in a couple of years she gets a table or whatever. But I guess I feel like the all of the elements she currently has are all too uniform. Mm-hmm. She needs to like shake it up so it's not like, here's a period dining room. Mm-hmm. Not that it looks like that, but. No, it's definitely a nod to a nod to the history of the home, which I think is mm-hmm. really fantastic. What do you think? She's got this big wall that's all wallpaper. What's your take on hanging art or hanging mirror on top of a wallpaper? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's Just really to pretty. kind of break yeah. it up. Because no, she such... needs something there for sure. It's too and big. It, yeah. And if yeah. she's not getting enough light in that room, maybe a mirror, a big mm-hmm. mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something like clean lined. Like, mm-hmm. Or if she wants to do art, like something very modern or photography or just something yeah. like, yeah, don't try to match this wallpaper or do anything that is in the same vein as the wallpaper. Like let that wallpaper be the only thing like right. that. You're not living in a theme set. You know, right. you're not living in a period piece. Right. But bring something modern in. I love yeah. that. I what are the cool mirrors we have with the floppy edges, the big white ruffly the atoll, edges? The atoll. Yeah, atoll, yeah. Two of those over like a cool console up against that wall with the white trim. Like if you're keeping the white trim and then mm-hmm. having like this bold white on that again, that beautiful paper, but bringing light in. Yeah. What would you do for the actual window treatment? I wonder if she, I mean, does she need a window treatment for privacy here? Because I feel like that just the location of of where that we can only see one window but the location of it i think there's two they're both angled they're yeah like angled in the room yeah for me it would be almost again just a solid color almost uh-huh. that kind of goes with the walls i could bring in a little more color but like one of the things that i learned just from work from work it's like it, when you want more light when you want more sparkle you add mirror so i think it's like if you if you put the mirror there change the table to something a little more little more modern like you guys were saying and then whatever color that table is that could be the drapery color so if you if you get like a nice cream linen just with thin raw iron black rod and leave them open but they fall to the floor so it gives that 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 windows like a dramatic look so it mm-hmm, just kind of mm-hmm. it it adds some weight to it yeah yeah i do think a modern lighting fixture too yeah definitely Okay, she also asked about the rug, and she said she's leaning towards something traditional. 
we say no. I like yeah. the all creams idea. You've yeah, already yeah. the wallpaper and the molding are so traditional that your boxes. Yeah. To Caroline's point, like you need something kind of like because it looks like her other rooms have these again these gorgeous traditional fireplaces. So your mm-hmm. your interior, you need to help that modern mix. Like you yeah. need to bring in yeah. more of the mix to make it feel updated and fresh. Yeah, because yeah. the framework is already heritage. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you put in like a traditional oriental, you're going to have these walls that are already that big, bold pattern. And then the, which, again, I know you especially love, Candace loves a good traditional oriental rug too, but it's just a lot. It's a lot. Like if you found, if, if you know, traditional is, is her vibe, you can find some just like very the same colorway. Tonal, but even that, yeah. I don't think, I think. I think it, yeah, it should be something, even just like a plain cream, just like really mm-hmm. simple, like really just, just kind of that, there. To, yeah, to the chairs, like lift those because they're all dark on dark right now. Yeah, like I feel like the, like the middle of the room, the lighting is just in the middle, dark. So it's mm-hmm. like, how do we, how do we disperse that light where the dining yeah. table is? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I'd rather to do that, but a simple one, you don't have to even go cream you have so many colors in this wallpaper that you can pick from. You know, mm. if you had like a beautiful, oh, for like, sure. you can totally oh, yeah, have fun like with mints that. And, Everything. And, yeah. There's mauve in there. And mauve oh, right now so is so good. hot. You can find tons of merchandise in mauve if you wanted totally. to like, what about like, up? um, a big natural fiber rug with like a cow, like a white cowhide rug or something that would be on beautiful. it. Yeah, that's nice. Oh. See? I do think if she leans traditional, like that's just who she is. I think that even doing like a upholstered rolling like Parsons chair, like one of ours mm-hmm. with the skirted would be gorgeous with again, some like great grow grain trim that like pops the color back or something, but in like maybe a solid fabric. So again, you still have the walls that sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she needs more softness. I mean, I know that's what she's asking about, but like everything in here is a hard surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She needs more upholstery, rugs, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's a really fantastic space, though. Mm-hmm. It's oh gorgeous. yeah, really gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous that house, house is really pretty. Very well, excited for you. She's lucky. <laughs> 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 but I also wanted to know because she asked though. I think if she wanted to paint the trim color and stuff, because that's just her vibe or like she's seen it, you can totally do it separate in every room. Like I don't think oh, you yeah. have oh, to yeah. keep it formal. Like. You can do one room where you paint it all one color like you want and do the especially, ceiling gray. Especially or... if she does do the ceiling. If she does do the ceiling kind of pulling one of those greens out and does the ceiling in that, yeah. then I would do the trim. And the green in too. That. And just make up a, yeah. a box. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I just wanted to state that in case she's like, no, listen, I'm I'm like, sob. Yeah. She's committed to the <laughs> idea of painting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good Thank luck, you Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Yeah. Let us know. Send after photos. It's pretty. Yeah. Good luck. It's very pretty. Candace, thank you for joining yes, us. And thank could you, you so tell much. everyone where they can find you, follow you, see your work, all that good stuff? Yes. You can find me at CandaceKDesign.com. And my Instagram is underscore Candace underscore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then my Instagram is CandaceKDesign. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you so and much. And, yes, and on your website, you can work. see all the places mm. that your your beautiful murals and papers are installed because I feel like it's really, it's extra cool that they're in, you know, public, like commercial public spaces. Yes. We could all, we could all take a trip to. So. And so your cool. little YouTube yeah. videos too are all fantastic. Oh, I've been, I've, I love diving deep. It was fun. So people will too, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Thank you. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!